Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to podcast episode 29 of the Building Heroes Podcast. So, have you ever gone to a friend's house that's just immaculate? And yes, they do have kids and you're sitting there going, how do you do this? You're wondering how that even happens. And then you look at your own life and you're like, oh yeah, I homeschool. The kids are home all day long <laughs> making messes. And then you think, yeah, it's only because she doesn't homeschool that she can do that. You know, having kids home all day can definitely be a messy proposition. We know that. But is it a pipe dream to dream of a little more order or is it actually possible? So recently I came across a desperate mom's plea on a Facebook post. And this is what she said. She said, can we please have a discussion on how to keep the house clean? And please don't tell me to minimalize. I have done it so many times and I can't get rid of any more things unless we want to start going barefoot and nude. She's funny. Seriously. My issue is, is that there's one of me and six of them and they're all under the age of 11 and we homeschool. And I understand that crafts are messy and kids are messy. I'm totally okay with that, but I'm talking about how they cut up an apple and then throw the core on the ground. They make a peanut butter and jelly, lick the knife half clean, and then leave it on the counter. They get the paper out and make thousands of 3D animals and leave the scraps. How do I get them to clean up after themselves immediately after they make the mess? Is it just an expectation that's not reasonable? I feel like it's not unreasonable for the older ones. And I mean, eight years old and up, I'm not being too unrealistic, am I? I'm so tired, so, so tired. And I don't feel good half the time from health issues. So I easily get fatigued, help. Oh man, that just goes out. My heart just goes out to her because I totally feel for this mama. She has got her hands full. And I really understand that feeling of, can't we just have the house clean for five minutes? <laughs> so on that post, she got a lot of responses. And let's just say she was not alone. So many mamas just reached out to say, I do not have an answer for you, but I can relate and hugs to you. I know it's hard. And many described this as a battle that was ongoing. I'm like, I know it feels like a battle in our own homes. Is that the battle we want to be fighting? <laughs> no. She did also get a lot of great ideas for implementing different systems. So for example, so a lot of people suggested doing like reward or incentive charts. Uh, another mom said, I'm taking the slow and painstaking journey of making them pick it up when mom sees it. And then I tell them every time that they wouldn't have to stop what they're doing to clean it up now. Another person suggested, well, just put tons of trash cans around the house and have a place for everything with all the things labeled. Another person suggested that they have a heart to heart with their kids and just let them know that mom only has so much energy to do fun things with them. But if they don't do their part, then mom's not going to be able to do any fun things. But then she admitted that now she had to make sure she did fun things. <laughs> so there's that. Um, the next one said to let them experience the consequences of not cleaning up. Like they don't get to do their craft or activity because they chose not to clean for the previous one. Another one said 
that if she finds a new mess out, then they get to pick it up and do another chore. And another mom said, this is what she did. It was kind of funny. She's like, if the house is messy, then mom can't go in that room because it stresses her out. If they want mom around, then they have to clean up. And then she said she had a nice three days in her room <laughs> until her 12-year-old decided it was probably better for mom to come out and offer to help clean up so that mom could help with the care of the siblings as well. And then now what she does is if she sees a mess, she says, this mess is stressing me out. And then she sets the timer and walks away. And then if it's not improved after the timer goes off, then she gets them all off their screens and they have to clean then. Another mom says her kids do at least 10 chores every single day and then they can get screens between 4 and 6 p.m. Another mom suggested doing a nightly cleanup for 20 minutes before bedtime. Another one said do an eight-minute cleanup twice a day, set a timer and go. Another one said teach the one-touch rule where if we get something out, then we put it right back instead of setting it down somewhere like on the stairs to put away later because that's so much more efficient. But she did admit that only one of her four kids did that. Another mom said she got each kid a folding table to do all their crafts on. So then she would know exactly who hadn't cleaned up because it was on their table. If they did it on their table, <laughs> that might be the trick. Um, another one suggested to just make the structure of your home as easy as possible for the kids to put things away by like labeling boxes and having a place for everything, rotating the clothes and the toys, and always just be thinking, how can I make this easier for my kids to put this stuff away? So as I was reading through all these ideas, I was like, these are all great ideas, really lovely ideas. The only problem is, is that they're all just systems and systems have to be implemented in order to be effective. And if you're like this mom, who's just so, so tired to be, or to be consistent, or you've never actually learned how to be consistent, then not a single one of these is going to work. <laughs> and it's so sad, right? And so I was thinking that really what this overwhelmed mama probably should look into is getting a little bit of help. It might not seem like that's going to help with the training of the kids right now, but what it would do is help free up some of her energy so maybe she could train them. So I used to think that if I had to get help, then I was totally failing because really I should be able to do this all by myself, right? And there were a lot of times when I was feeling overwhelmed that I wished for help, but I just totally had this mindset that I had to do it all by myself. And if I asked for help, then I must be failing. And I also thought, well, we can't afford it. And I didn't know how to go about doing it. And of course, I don't want anybody to see my messy house either. So it took me some years, but I did actually get some extra help. And it was really hard for me to do that. And like I said, on some level, I really felt like I was failing because I couldn't manage it all. But where's that thought even coming from? Why do we have to do it all? We don't have to do it all. You know, I had to realize it's okay to get help. I can pick and choose what it is I'm going to do. I don't have to scrub the toilet. Who says that I have to do that in order to be a worthy person? I don't. So when I did that, it really did end up freeing up so much mental energy for me, but I still had a lot of worries. Like I worried that my, my kids aren't going to learn how to work if I get help, but they still had plenty to clean. I also worried that some people would judge me. Oh my gosh, she got help. So she's really not all that, you know? <laughs> I actually have gotten comments like, oh, well, she has a hired housekeeper. So that's why she can do what she can do. I'm like, no, <laughs> I actually got some extra cleaning help every other week for two hours. 
that really is not the same as a housekeeper. <laughs> Right. People also presume that I must be super rich to be able to hire a housekeeper. But really what it was is that I had a problem and I decided I need to figure out how to solve it. And so what I had to do is just shift around the budget for different priorities. And so and it really wasn't that expensive to do either. It is really, really tough to keep a house clean with kids at home all day long. So if you're struggling with this, it doesn't mean you're anything less of a person just because of that, right? You know, when I did get to a place where I felt like I could expend energy to train them, I also had to learn the lesson that it always takes way longer than you think it should. <laughs> now, if it happens faster, whoo, fantastic, that's great. But there's always like this point where we think, why don't you have this by now? You know, you should know this by now. And, and like, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels like I have told my kids 4,000 times to clear their plate after dinner. And yet still we find the plates sitting out after dinner. Right. And it's like, okay, shouldn't you know this by now? Right. But why do we think that? Obviously they just haven't gotten it yet. That doesn't mean we have to put them down. You know, I think we really just have to remember they are kids. They truly do not see things like we do. Their brains are not fully formed. And I guess the beautiful thing is, is really messy house doesn't bother them. So they're not judging you, right? But they're also not miniature adults. You know, what seems obvious to us does not always seem obvious to them. And of course, kids all have different personalities that we're trying to work with, right? You know, some are going to be easygoing and very neat and clean. And others are going to be clutter bugs or grumpy or whirlwinds and making disastrous messes. But it is who they are. And it's okay if their level of cleanliness doesn't match up to ours right now. They will get it though. I think sometimes that we get upset at our kids for not having learned how to clean up something that we've taught them over and over again. And we think they should have gotten it by now, you know, like I was just saying, but have you ever stopped to think that maybe you have some things in your life that you should have gotten by now? You think that, but you don't. And of course we all have stuff like that because we're not perfect yet. We have things that we should have gotten by now. And when we start thinking that way, like, oh, I should have had this by now. We start beating ourselves up, but why? We obviously haven't gotten it by now, so it's okay. Who says we should have gotten it by now? We do, so we put the pressure on it ourselves that way. And really, we're only gonna learn something when we decide to. So if there's things in our lives that we should have gotten by now, well, we can either say, well, I guess I haven't gotten it yet and that's okay. Or I guess I probably would like to learn that now. It's, it's only if we decide to. So it's just like that with our kids too. You know, we tend to hold our kids to these higher standards that they need to be perfect because we've trained them to do this. They should know it by now, right? But we don't have all perfect yet either. <laughs> now, I know that a lot of times we don't do that and we don't put the pressure on the kids like that. And we let the kids be kids, which is awesome. Awesome. But 
it does creep in when we're feeling frustrated or overwhelmed or tired and we've got to send that somewhere and it goes to our kids and we're thinking of, you should know this by now. And when we send that to them, they start thinking, oh, I should have known this by now. Something must be wrong with me. And then they're either going to rebel or they're going to get depressed. So, you know, let's avoid that when we can remember to, right? And when we can't, we can apologize. So what I do for training is we do our hero training challenges. And with a challenge, what that basically just means is that when you start looking around at all the things that are wrong in your house, you can probably list off like 20 or 30 of them that you would like to have fixed. And so that's what gets overwhelming because we're like, well, and there's this problem and this problem and this problem. But when you start doing a system of challenges, then it becomes consistent and you know that something's going to be worked on on a regular basis, okay, instead of letting it all build up. So what we, we do is these hero training challenges, but we're only going to do one thing at a time. And it's really hard to choose just one thing because we want it all now. But then the nice thing to do is just choose the one that's bugging you the most. So if the fact that they're not throwing away their apple cores or whatever, you could focus on that one first. So what we do is we gather the family together and we say something like, hey, you know, how do you think stuff is going around? Going around, that's good. How do you think things are going in our family? You know, what what do you think we can do to improve? And, and what do you think's going well? And just chat about it. And then sometimes I will bring up an issue and I'll say, you know, I noticed that I have a real problem. I keep nagging you to throw things away when they're not in the trash can. And I like it when our house is orderly and clean. It, it makes me feel really good. Does it make you feel really good? Yeah. But then I, when I nag you, it doesn't make me feel real good. And I'm guessing that you don't like that either. So what do you think we could do to make this situation better? And then you brainstorm. And usually they're going to be very willing to help out. Because a lot of times they're not even aware of the problem. They have no idea because they don't see it that way. So then what you do is you set up a family challenge and you do it for like seven days, 14 days, uh, something under 21 days. If you go longer than 21 days, it's, it's going to peter out and it's just not going to last. It's hard. So you just ask them if they can focus on throwing their things away so you don't have to nag them. And you can ask them how they could track that. You know, you could say something like, okay, maybe if mom or dad finds something that needs to th throw away and they throw it away, then mom and dad get a point. But if the kids find something that need to be thrown away and they throw it away, then they'll get a point. Um, you know, something like that. I'm just making that up. Or everybody in the whole family could go towards the throwaway thing. It doesn't have to be mom versus kids. Um, then at the end of the seven days, 14 days, whatever you chose, then whoever has the most points would get a reward. If you're, you know, you can have all the points go towards the whole family, or it might be fun to go parents against kids. It's, it's just however your family dynamics are. And obviously you want your, the kids to win that one if possible. <laughs> now doing a seven day challenge is not going to make them perfect at it for sure. But what it will do is it's going to raise their awareness and they're going to start noticing it more and after you finish the challenge, they'll actually do it on their own for a little while. But 
then they're probably going to slowly slip back into the old habits. So then you do it again or you do something else. But over time, they will get better at it. It will likely take longer than you think it should. It really will. <laughs> and it's definitely more difficult for some kids than others. You're going to find that some kids are going to eat this up and do a great job. And other kids are going to be like, clueless in a way, you know, but that's just kind of how it works. I mean, I was that messy kid. I totally was. And it definitely took me into adult into adulthood to master a lot of these things. Um, now you can, you don't have to keep doing the same challenge over and over again, but you can do another challenge doing something different. Like maybe this time it's going to be putting your plate in the sink and, um, what that's going to do, it's going to remind them of the other challenge too. And they'll start doing that as well. The other thing that I do too, because um, a, lot, a lot of things that help our kids stay cleaner is to clean as they go, right? Or clean up immediately after the mess. The problem is that sometimes when they're making a craft, they're like, I'm not done yet, right? So I try to train them in clean as you go. So um I will definitely suggest that to my kids all the time when they're making crafts. I'm like, hey, I bet if you threw all these scraps away here right now in the middle of your project, you're gonna have a much nicer work area to clean in. You can see what you're doing. And then also say it while I'm cleaning as I go. Like, oh, I really like cooking, especially because I have clean work areas because I'm cleaning as I go, right? So, um, I do still have to remind them, but they are getting it. And it is slow, but they are getting it. Now, the other thing that's really helped me is to shift my mindset a bit because I'm growing kids, not a perfect home, which I know we all know, but and we still all crave order. But let me go in a little deeper on that. If I am getting really frustrated with having a messy house and with my kids for not cleaning up and I'm like, go off on a rant and I'm like, Oh, you guys, this place is such a mess. Why can't you ever clean up? You guys are such messy kids, blah, blah, blah. And some of the kids are going to start internalizing that and start taking it as though they're the mess, as something's wrong with them. And so as I am learning how to train them and teach them, I have to learn how to train me to stay calm and loving, loving and gently remind them, but not be shaming them and not be ranting. Because have you ever found that a rant actually works? It does after they get scared enough at you. And that's what I was saying earlier. I don't really want this to be an ongoing battle. Instead, we can shift it so that's a collaborative effort instead, where we can say, hey, let's make our house nice and clean. And um, the other thing I was going to say about that was, oh, yeah, I definitely did that a lot when I was just first trying to learn how to deal with order and disorder. <laughs> but over time, I started questioning, why is it so hard for me to keep order in my home? And why is yelling at them not really helpful? But I realized that a big part of it that was that just having the chaos in my home was not there to frustrate me or overwhelm me, but it was really there to bless me, which sounds so weird to say that because what it was doing was it's blessing me to help me learn how to manage my own emotions and how to treat other people and how I was thinking about it all. So as I shifted that into the idea that maybe the chaos was a blessing, that 
really helped me start seeing things differently. Now I'm totally not perfect at this. I definitely still sometimes get caught up in a rant, but I can usually catch myself and I can shift it and we can turn to a more collaborative effort. And really what that is, is that my awareness is raised so I can shift it. And that's the same thing we want to do with our kids is that we want to raise their awareness about keeping order. Doesn't mean they're always going to do it perfectly, but then they can always shift into doing it. And it does get better. It really does. Um, I do know it's super hard, especially when you're really tired. And when you're tired, it is really hard to be a, the parent that you want to be. And it's really hard to um, manage your own stuff when you're tired. You know, we want to be good examples to our kids, but unless we're getting the self-care for, you know, it's going to be hard to train the kids too. But again, it does get better. The kids do learn. They really, really do. <laughs> um, again, it just takes a lot longer than you think it should. So when it does, we use that as a learning experience to learn from, you know, to learn how to keep managing our emotions and to learn a lot of patience for sure. I sometimes joke that that's probably why I had seven kids because I had to, so much patience to learn because I was very impatient. <laughs> you know, we do want to learn how to be able to train our kids, but sometimes you literally are just too tired, you know, to even think of a system. So take care of that tiredness, but then start trying different systems in your home to train them. And if you'd like a little help with that, I am so excited for the launch of the character training toolkit which is going to help you with a system for training the kids. And with the launch of this, there is a flash sale coming up this week. If you're watching this later and you missed it, I'm sorry, but the price will still be good. Um, but until next time, keep building heroes at home. And maybe you need to start with getting some health if that might be the, the thing for you. But keep up your good work. The work you are doing is so, so important. And I know it's hard and I know you're tired, but you can do this. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on building heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.